brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You got problems that you ought to be concerned with. You don't know how you're supposed to earn it or what to do with it or how to keep it. You're a freak with a dark, shameful secret. But you're not the only one. Get your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun. Now your healing has begun. It's bad with money with gas. Hello and welcome to Bad With Money, a show about finances and feelings where we don't talk down to you. It's our spooky Halloween episode, everyone. You gotta do it. It's like a sitcom. Uh, (laughs) So this is a money show, but we also talk about pop culture stuff sometimes and we read money books and watch money movies. And our guest today, well, aside from my co-host Mal Blum, who joins and begged to be on the Halloween episode. I want to be on the Halloween the Halloween <gasps> episode. This happens all the time. Uh, <laughs> and then our guest is Maggie Mae Fish. So Maggie, can you tell us who you are and what you do and why you might be appropriate for a Halloween episode? Well, first and foremost, uh, it's appropriate because um, I'm scary. Um, of course. Boo. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Ah, warn me, please. Thank you so much for having me. Hello. Yes, I'm a writer, actress, YouTuber. Uh, The other thing that qualifies me is that I, too, throughout my entire life, have been bad with money. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you grow up without it, and then it's just like, oh, this is imaginary. (laughs) Yes. Then even when you get it, it's like, no, this is still imaginary. No rhyme or reason. So... Yes. Also a horror fan, which is, uh, you know, particular to today's topic. And a mm-hmm. distant relative of uh, a particularly <laughs> yes. heinous yes. serial killer. Yes. I am distantly related to uh, the Albert Fish. Wow. Fish. Do you get tired Fish. of talking about that? No, really not. I feel like I rarely ever... Talk about it only because, um, yeah, I didn't find out until later in life. Uh, oh, really? Oh, so it's not like yes. it's like a distant. It's not like you're like Albert. Well, I guess he's from. I'm so sorry. I'm not a hundred percent familiar with your serial killer relative. He's the one that's from like the 1800s, though, right? Right. 
long time ago. Um, right. Although there's he- a little family resemblance. Uh, really? Yes. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Creepily uh, so. In my yes, my cousins and I all look identical, and most of them are women. Um, wow. And uh, you know, we all have like the fish eyes, which is just like you know, slightly deep set. Wow. I guess okay. Irish heritage. You're yeah. very pretty. Was he pretty? Am I? Thank you. Thank you. Oh it's so bizarre. He's like distinct. I think if you look up, if you look up a photo of him, uh, his eyes are very distinct. I wouldn't <laughs> say he's a handsome man. I think you're much better looking than. But <laughs> but. Yeah. Wow, um, high standards. Wow. Yeah. So my uncle uh, and my grandpa, um, when I was young, did a like very in-depth family tree. Um, so that wow. is very cool. I do have like a lot of information about, you know, the fish side of my family and even some from my other side. They were cobblers from like Sweden. Uh, and we have like, like no one ever talks old... about the cobbler side of the family. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a uh, just a home poet. He like had a, a diary that we got translated. It's very sweet. Aww. Um, but yeah, so the fish side, I have a memory of my dad when I was very young being like walking down from the stairs and having just looked at the family tree and was like, You're related to someone who went to jail a really long time ago, you know, as a child. Dad. So I was like, Cool. And then years later, I was like, wait, fish. No, this, no way. And so I texted my uncle and he was like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's, and I was like, ah. Oh, my God. So it's not like. some key details. Because we have another friend who has some stuff in her background, but it's like Mm -hmm. closer in. And so I feel like she's had to Yeah, her like like, great grandpa killed the Black Dahlia. You guys should actually talk. (gasps) Yeah, but. So she, yeah, she but, yeah. but so she, That's I feel incredible. like she's had to sort of like reconcile and like really be like, well, what does this mean? And what is For like, my genetics you know, what, and yeah. yeah, and like, right. yeah, kind of that kind of thing. But I feel like if, if it's like all the way distantly from the 1800s, you're probably like, this is just like a weird fucking thing. <laughs> yes, it is. Why, well, like when you read his like story, it is just so like, oh, this person should never have been a part of society Holy beyond. Shit. Uh, yeah. But it was such back in the day, and he was white, so people were just like, ah, maybe he's just weird. I don't yeah. know. I was like, ah, ah. No. I, One of my favorite things ever was like a tweet of yours where you were like, everyone's talking mm-hmm. about Nepo babies. Like my great grandma told him, like murdered a bunch of people in the 1800s. Why didn't I? Where's my success? That's so funny. Yeah, when will I be a Nepo baby, which made me laugh Mm. so hard. Do you have any further Albert Fish questions, Mal? Uh, Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is my last one. Do you feel like (laughs) – because it's kind of like a bit, right? Because it's like all the way – you know, but Mm -hmm. do you feel like anybody after finding that out from you, like, looks at you different or, like, you have to, like, be, like, on guard to be like, I'm I'm not weird? (laughs) You're just, like, starting to eat some chicken nuggets and people are like, ah, are those – is that cannibal? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the only time I've ever seen it coming up in that context, which is when I was name searching myself on Twitter, which you should never do. Luckily, no, yeah. I'm, I never it's do. Just do. As a rule, don't do it. Um, I, usually, I feel like, you know, it's fine. It's usually just people saying they're in love with me, which <laughs> that'll take. Um, <laughs> wow. But yes, I know. This particular person um, was mad about like a, a hot take I had about one of their favorite directors um and and this was evidence against me like how could you listen to this person they're related to Mm. the albert fish i was like all right we've we've lost the thread wow (laughs) Um, cancel it's just yeah i feel like that's such a thing like it's like like this you see like biological essentialism like pop up in the weirdest areas where people are like well your opinion is is discountable because you're genetically evil. So, and we're and right. that, we're like we're supposed to be progressive, but we're like, yeah, but some people are just genetically evil. There's no other factor. Right, like, right. Mm-hmm. It's just like in their blood. Oh my well, god. Riverdale, Riverdale didn't help with their serial killer gene <gasps> storyline that they did. Oh, yeah. I have. I didn't follow that. No, yeah, you're not like you don't have a Google alert for serial killer gene. Uh, that makes uh, sense. It makes me like take risks. Like, oh my no, god, that's ADHD, which that is genetic. So you know, I got that too. Hey, 
Yeah, well, people write into this show about ADHD. It's just become an ADHD Mm. podcast at some point, Um, which I love and it's great. And the fact that you all got it together to send so many emails is I honestly, I applaud you. So we wanted to talk about horror as a genre a little bit. We also all watched Mm -hmm. The Shining. Mal had never seen The Shining before yesterday. Which I didn't realize. Goodness. Mal thought that they I do had want seen to hear the- you talk about that. Yeah. So you re- you mm-hmm. hadn't seen The Shining, but you didn't realize till midway through, right? I was like, of course I've seen The Shining. And then we started watching it and I was like, I don't remember this part. I don't remember this part. <laughs> and I think what happened is, as mentioned, I do have ADHD. And I think mm-hmm. I've just seen so many clips from The Shining over the course of my life, like in popular media, that I thought that I had seen it. And like, mm. just like, didn't really remember it, whatever. And then as w- I was watching it, I was like, I have no idea how this movie ends. <laughs> and then I was like, I think I've never seen it. Wait, I don't remember this part. And Gaz was like, you've clearly never seen it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And because I, I was like, like what? oh, that's his imaginary friend. Right, you're right. You know? Oh, Johnny. I, I know. I, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, here's Johnny and the yelling and the tricycle. Mm-hmm. And then, but I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that was his imaginary friend that lived in his mouth or whatever. Yeah. Cute. He's like, yeah. he's my imaginary friend who lives in my mouth. I'm like, yeah. name Tony. <laughs> like, that's hilarious. <laughs> Tony, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's uh, an Italian guy. And then also, I mean, we were just like, yeah, Mal also didn't know how it ended. So, I, you know, they were very stressed out by the ending in a way that, like, I hadn't been in, you know, years since I'd seen it. So it was like, you you weren't sure they were going to get away. I didn't like the window scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm, So basically, um, you both have done a lot of research, um, and I have done none, but I did watch (laughs) The Shining. So I'll represent the viewer. So what do you like mm-hmm. about horror? What are kind of your favorites? And then and then I did some research into how it got started as like a cheap genre, basically. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I like to just give myself homework for this show. Uh, so what <laughs> what is your uh, – what are your favorites? What draws you to the genre? And mm-hmm. why do you think it's made – it's able to be done so cheaply? Such a fantastic question. Well, I know. I was a latecomer to horror. Um, I grew up very, very – affected by all media you know like a sad movie would make me sob like beyond (laughs) beyond consoling uh a happy movie would like you know make my freaking month um so horror was just very effective and and evocative and I remember watching The Ring for the Mm. first time scarred me for (laughs) years me too uh, that one it oh my goodness there was a girl in my class who you know had long stringy hair and any sleepover she would hide in the closet and they would find <laughs> some way for me to have to open the door That's um yeah so you know re-traumatize me um slept with my closet door open for years yeah. i had a kink in my neck because i would sleep at the edge of my bed because mm. I was like, if she's under my bed, I want to see, I want to see it <laughs> a- immediately. You know, I don't want her to come. Wow. Yeah. Like, I did the opposite because I didn't want the girl from mm. um, The Sixth Sense to grab me from under the bed. Of course. <gasps> Misha Barton, of course. actually. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't Martin. want Misha Barton Misha to grab Martin. me. Yes. Well, you know, it's interesting uh, because one of the things I mm-hmm. read was the the way that horror is able to d- be done cheaply is that they are able to to make the mundane scary. So a mm. closet, yes. TV static. I we're talking about TV the ring, static. like TV mm-hmm. static became absolutely horrifying. Um, and mm-hmm. so it's interesting for you to talk about how like a closet and putting hair in front of your face is somehow able to like just set your nerves aflame. Mm-hmm. Right. And, absolutely. And yeah. So what are some of your favorites now? I love horror. And honestly, for the exact same reason, now that I am older, I appreciate, like you said, the the impact, the punch it can make emotionally with just hair, like just the mm-hmm. simplest things. Picking a fly off of the TV. Ah! Like, yeah, ah, yeah. Lives terrifying. in my brain forever. Terrifying. Um. But yeah, so I think anything that can be slightly terrifying makes for fantastic horror. Some of my favorites, Stepford Wives, the original. Mm. Uh, I love that movie. Um, <laughs> and that's not even, you know, high, you know, for doing a spectrum from right. like thriller to horror. You know, that's more on the thriller side. But just the 
the idea that the feelings it invokes of like being trapped and being trapped mm-hmm. in like a feminine form. Ah! Like <laughs> ah, taps in such like primal. Listen, fear me and Mal of... know. Me and Mal know. <laughs> I view stepper wives as a different Ooh. doesn't matter. That's that's, that's going to have to be another episode. Well, it's I, interesting I, because but... it's not it's not a hostile. It's not a saw. It's not like particularly. Brave. It's just mm-hmm. kind of fucking with you psychologically. I feel like it's representative of like trappings of like misogyny but mm-hmm. not necessarily mm-hmm. their their bodies but their you know what i mean mm-hmm. anyway but okay mm-hmm. wait can i say something um what? that i just realized i just had an epiphany i don't know if it's true yes. or not what okay so maggie has adhd and i have yeah. adhd and yeah. when you were describing how you were affected by movies as a child i also experienced that and i also like mm-hmm. horror movies now and i'm like that's really interesting and so while you're talking i'm like i wonder why that is and obviously, okay, so when you have ADHD, like there's a bunch of things that could be wrong with us, obviously, but we have deficiency in <laughs> dopamine and um, norepinephrine. Like we have issues with our neurotransmitters. Norephron, like, yes, we have a deficiency. We have, we have, I have a deficiency in norephron, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> um, but what's interesting is I wonder with like jump scares and, um, you know, like tension and anticipation. Giving and, you dopamine. Like, it's, it maybe it's setting off. Uh, like dopamine and so we're like attracted back to it because we like you know just as a base level have a deficiency in it yes also just like the sensitivity to feelings and and other people's feelings yes I mean Mm -hmm. I do think that is what affected me so much as a kid (laughs) with like any sort of story um but then yeah as you're an adult you also as you grow face IRL scary um Mm -hmm. the imaginary scary becomes more validating Mm. rather than threatening yeah Um, i mean we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because when I'm looking to work with someone, I really need to be able to get someone fast. My job works very fast. Podcasts work very fast. And I've actually been looking for an assistant and I don't need to waste time sorting through matches without getting the highest quality person, right? When I'm looking to hire someone, whether that's a grant writer or a musician or something like that, it's very overwhelming because you get a lot of messages, but you're not able to like parse through yourself which ones are actually worth looking at. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash badwithmoney. Just go to Indeed.com slash badwithmoney right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash badwithmoney. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Have you been using Mint to manage your finances? First, the bad news. Mint is shutting down. Now, good news. There's a better alternative. Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. That's right. I use Mint and now I'm using Monarch Money. It is very stressful, confusing, and time-consuming to manage my finances. I've tried other finance apps. They don't really work. Like, you know, I was very committed to Mint, and then I was uh, deeply sad when Mint went away. But now, I have tried Monarch. It's so easy to use with powerful features, collaboration tools, intuitive design, personalization, constant product improvements. I mean, I really value a company that is proactively looking at how to make finances easier. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, the top-rated personal finance app, also has built-in collaboration features so that you can invite your partner at no extra cost. Can you imagine being able to have a budget app with your partner? That is wild. You can see all your finances, you can collaborate on your budget, you can get insights on your cash flow and reoccurring transactions. It's a very easy way to manage a household's finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. 
And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all your tags and categories. Monarch is the most customizable budget app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. We will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y slash badmoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like managing finances with a partner without causing a breakup. We all know about that in my life and how hard that's been for me and also my listeners. You guys hear them talking about it on the mailbags. It is hard to manage finances with a partner. Putting away money for retirement, since I'm not going to be doing this podcast forever. Sorry, I guess I could, but retirement is huge for me. I am deeply focused on it right now and planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Taxes are a doozy and it's always changing. How do you know what to do? Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. So this is, uh, I wanted to get into, because I was looking into uh, why horror started as such a cheap genre. And I found (laughs) a lot of information about this guy, Val Luton, who is uh, very reclusive. There's no video or audio of him. And I found some videos about him from Dark Corners Reviews. And it was Mm -hmm. the time of RKO Studios in the 40s. Basically, they would give him $100,000 to $500,000 budget, very low. Mm -hmm. And they would give him a title. So two examples Mm -hmm. that come up are Cat People and I Walked with a Zombie. And then they would say, make a film that's under 75 minutes. And so in order for him to get these films out and to uh, go with these titles, he would write them really quickly. He took a lot Mm -hmm. of notes. Um, And then his rules were, one, keep a love story at the center of the film. Two, present three scenes of suggested horror, so false scares. (gasps) One scene of actual horror built into the climax and then fade out. Those were his rules. They were, yeah. They were, and when once you think about it, it all of a sudden like makes total sense. And it's not love story in terms of like um, a couple necessarily. Sometimes it's like, mm. uh, you know, with hereditary, it's mother, son. It's, you know, like, yeah. so there's always some sort of realism to it. And mm. one of his uh, big films, Cat People, is, you know, kind of this menacing thing where there's, you don't actually really see the villain and that's sort of mm. one part of it. So these are mm-hmm. the things that I, in these videos, talked about what makes Val Luton's films work. Um, mm-hmm. Make the screen really dark. So mm-hmm. a lot of his films are black and white. Well, all of them are. And it plays well with like making everything super dark. And so a lot is happening in the shadows that you don't have to show. It's cheaper not to show it than to show it. And I kind of, right. it's that thing that ended up happening with Jaws where the shark robot was malfunctioning a lot. And so they ended up not using it or showing it as much as they had planned to in the script. And that actually makes the tension and thrill of Jaws even better because mm-hmm. you don't see the shark as much. So you're able to imagine it in a, in a scarier way. So this guy mm-hmm. on Dark Corners was talking about, you know, how Val, Val Luton didn't buck against his low budget. He actually used it. Another example mm-hmm. is that we talked about earlier Familiar events. So the idea that bad things aren't supposed to happen here. So homes, camps, Mm -hmm. uh, ships, you know, things where they were already set. They were reusing sets. So like for one of his movies, Mm -hmm. Ghost Ship, RKO had already built a ship set. And then they were like, make a movie called Ghost Ship. You know, here's money. We don't know what it's about. Use this set. Use this title. And then they were mm-hmm. able to reuse this this one location. So that's why a lot of horror takes place in one house, in one, mm-hmm. you know, uh, apartment, one venue, one ship, for example. And then uh, 
it made me think of when I was on the airplane, I watched a, a, a 2022 film called The Watcher, which uh, stars Ooh. Micah Monroe of It Follows and a very creepy looking actor named Bern Gorman, who's in a lot of stuff and has a real, a real great face for scary. And that is a movie that takes place in like three apartments. And it's just mostly kind of silent. And the horror is coming from like the idea of like, she thinks she's being watched. And so those, I mean, so I realized that when I was reading about Val Luton, I was like, wow, he really set the the tone for how all of these things work in like the 1940s. Mm-hmm. Did all of that sound sort of like familiar and correct? Ab- absolutely. Um, and I think even, you know, to what it also came to now, like in modern times, we're like contextualizing it with capitalism, like the cheapness of it is also uh, pays dividends because mm-hmm. um, it can be made cheaply, but also people will go see it in droves. So, Correct. Right. It also makes its budget back, which is, you know, any... Film producers is like exactly that, that happens exactly. Um, they also yes. don't need big stars. A big part of it right. was would cast the same people over and over again, and they didn't have to mm-hmm. be names. They didn't have, to, didn't be have to be big names. names. And mm-hmm. Mal had this. I mean, you, Mal, you in one weekend, you or one day, you went to see Smile and you went to see Bros, <gasps> and you told me that Smile was had that more was last people. week infinitely more people. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. No names yeah, in that film. I was, really, I was really trying to escape my brain that day. And I was like, I'll just live, <laughs> it, I'll just live at the movie theater today. Yeah. Um, and and you, we were talking about how Smile had I mean, one people. of those is gay. One of those is like a gay a right. rom-com. But you I were do doing think, your duty, yes. <laughs> um, no, no, I mean like that's – one of the reasons I think that bros had fewer people is it's like a gay mm, rom-com. And sure. it's also on October when like, you know, people aren't going to see rom-coms really – you know, it makes sense that the horror movie had more people in it. But I right, think that's right. what would happen generally, too. I think horror movies mm-hmm. sell out no matter who's in it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of a genre. I mean, someone may look at bros and think, oh, it's a rom-com. I'm not in, you know, in a whole right. cloth, like, reject it. Or it's, right. you know, right. whatever. Um, but with horror, kind of like, yeah, it is what it's horror so you're either in your or you're out um, right oh, yeah, yeah like i knew it was gonna be a bad movie and i was like great mm-hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> i'm right. gonna i'm gonna go right. get my jumpy scares and i know it's gonna be a bad movie and i don't care it yeah. was bad. Mm-hmm. Quite it's bad. almost comforting in that way because they fit these they fit these genres not to say that there aren't like genre breakers or that there aren't people who prefer, you know, a sort of uh, hostile type situation to something mm-hmm. like what I just watched, you know, The Watcher. Do you think that there's anything to like- when did you Blair watch Witch? The Watcher? Not the one that's with Jennifer Coolidge on TV that we oh, do oh, got I was watch. like, that just this came like out. This is like a 2022 like Swedish horror movie. It just came out. But like it mm-hmm. starred the same girl from It Follows because that bitch knows that's the genre, my lady. Like that's that's the genre this lady got to stick to. Um, <laughs> so so like except for you know, Tony Collette. Tony Collette can do anything. Tony Collette can do, can any do genre. anything. But how do you guys mm. feel about like the switch <laughs> to Blair Witch or stuff that Paranormal Activity or Cloverfield or um, stuff that it's sort of like even cheaper to make because it's just like. Um, either camera footage or you don't even have to light it or anything, or it's like, um, what's it called? Shaky cam. I love mm. documentaries. I think fake documentaries are annoying unless it's parody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the Blair Witch thing, the reason everyone was talking about it and it was like such a, a pop culture moment because everyone thought it was real. Yes. Right. Like they're like, we made a fake documentary. Like you, you know? can't explain to Gen Z how, because they're so jaded. We yeah. thought Blair Witch was real. But and like, we thought Tattoo was real. And they were not really lesbians. Right. Like we were That's so – We were not cynical yet as like a viewing audience. Right. Um, so, yes. You almost couldn't do that now. I mean, I don't – You couldn't. I don't think you – Yeah, you couldn't. Yeah. Uh, the closest you can get is like inspired by true events. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, which – Right. Um, can yes. I admit something? What? Hmm. I, I've been over here looking up uh, a short story that I wrote when I was seven called Ghost Ship. <laughs> oh, my God. You got it. So you um, 
Wow, you ripped off Val Luton. Wow. No, he ripped me off. <laughs> no, Do you want to hear he it? He was in the 40s, it's, my it's, love. No, no, this is this predates that. I'm I was seven a long time ago. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. <laughs> actually, maybe I was five because my handwriting is not good. Um, it's only four sentences. Do you want to hear Go it? Go on. Yes. <clears throat> it's more of like setting up an outline, I think. Okay, it says my pirate name is Captain Blood. Ship's name, the ghost ship. My flag has a picture of a ghost on it. My treasure is gold. I buried it on Skull Island. And it reads, warning, Captain Blood has buried his treasure. Touch it and you'll be deader. (laughs) It's already been optioned for a six-picture deal. Right, cut print. Uh, Yeah, I bought it. I I optioned it. um, And it's coming out next year. I must have found it. I remember finding it and taking a picture of it and putting it on Instagram. So when you said ghost ship, I was like, I know I have this. Captain Blood. Captain Blood. The, I, I, the Captain Blood series Period. is actually, it already sold out. We already sold tickets. We haven't even <laughs> cast it or shot it. It's, it's wild. Um, Maggie. All right. Sorry for interrupting. Maggie's, I just really writing, Maggie's writing it. I'm directing it. Uh, yes. And that's mm-hmm. cut can I, it, baby. Can I be Captain Blood? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. The girl will be the girl from It Follows. We'll, we'll fly her Of course. Her over. She yeah. has to be in it. She has to be in it. <laughs> wow. I've never well, seen that either. Amazing. Oh my God, you've never seen It Follows? That one. No, but you, you and up. Drew have explained it to you me. You would love multiple that times, one, I feel. You think? Wow. It Follows is great because it is just like normal. The, the, the scare is someone walking towards you. And I don't know how to explain yes. how that is terrifying. But anyway, right. yes. So can't also, you go to Australia? I don't want to have this conversation about It Follows. It would follows. take so I long really, to walk to Australia. I really can't have this conversation about It Follows again. You um, really, you would just have to move every couple of years. Like go to Australia and then like after a year, then they start walking towards Mal, Australia. you just have move so much anxiety. You think you would ever sleep if that was happening to you? You think right. you would ever sleep? If right. I did some mathematical calculations and figured out how long it would take to walk across the ocean floor Babe, to Australia. I'm not doing this. Yeah. I'm not doing but, this. What if they can fly? You know, I, I thought the rule is they, they take have to like walk. An ID movie. I thought they just walk. They they can, can go. They can go on an you airplane. Don't know the rules, babe. I can't. Do you know how many podcasts have probably had this conversation? I can't do it. I I will jump out a window. The it is following Mal, and Mal's just yelling. I don't understand the mythology. No, I'm like, just take me. I'm fine. Oh my god. Okay, we're going to get into The Shining. So, okay, so we mentioned earlier when Maggie talked about the Stepford Wives that misogyny is uh, sometimes the villain. And Mal Mm -hmm. and I were watching The Shining, and I said, the villain of The Shining is writer's block. And Mal said, no, it's toxic masculinity, which is very true. Like, that is the true villain, and that's what makes it so rooted in reality in these ways like one the hotel is scary mm-hmm. but also having an abusive dad is scary um scary and being locked yes. in a hotel with your abusive dad is scary yes. exactly oh one of the these scariest scenes is before we even get to the hotel yep. when the wife has to answer the questions from uh the lady who the comes doctor. to the house and you right you can see her kind of justifying the way that their home life is. And like, mm-hmm. that is so real. It is bone chilling. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Mal yeah, was like, why does she yeah. have to go to the hotel? And I was like, oh, he's abusive. Right? Like, right. I, no I guess I had yes. always thought, and mm-hmm. having thought I saw the movie, I thought the conceit of the movie is that the hotel like turns him like evil. But That's he's people like not a say. good man yeah. before he right? even gets to the hotel. Yes. The drive on the way there. He's telling his wife to like, Shut up, basically. Yeah. The arm thing was super interesting, too. Because I was like, why is the kid in the hotel for five months? He'd been pulled out of school because the dad dislocated his arm or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So he takes the job at the hotel because he's trying to save. They want money. And he used to be a teacher. He was a school teacher. He's not working as a teacher anymore. Um, she's kind of a housewife. Great teacher. Incredible yeah, teacher. Exactly. They don't That's talk about saying, that. Like, in the prequel, he's just like a great teacher. It's, he's basically Robin Williams in Dead Poets Society. Um, right. Yes. No, he's a terrible teacher, probably. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Whoa, my he, parents were also teachers. I know. Holy shit. 
I know. So <laughs> you're the little boy. You have the shining. And I have a tricycle. Mm, and I ride it shining. around our house. And I, <laughs> my imaginary and friend's an, Italian. Oh, my God. And I have had an, I bet, listen, I've had an Italian man named Tony in my mouth. <laughs> May we all be so lucky. <laughs> Absolutely horrifying. That's the true horror of this episode. Build it and they will come, Maggie. Oh no. I'm I, I again will quit this podcast. I'm never doing a show with two ADHD people ever again. No, I'm just kidding. This has been- Swimsuit, check. Sunscreen, check. Phone charger, check. Don't forget to pack the five-hour energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This has been absolutely delightful. What do you think of the job, the idea that they're like, it's not economically feasible for us to keep this place open. So we will simply have a family live here for five months with not no access to anything. Like what would make you take mm-hmm. that job? Even upon hearing like, and one guy went crazy. Like you have to- I would take money. that job. You would take it? Sure, why not? Oh, man. If I wanted to trap my I wouldn't family- bring it. I wouldn't bring anyone. Towards them, I wouldn't take it. Okay, well, alone, I think is. Yeah, then you're just hanging out with ghosts and like, I don't know. What I said watching the movie was I was like, they should just get like Boney Vare or someone up there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he already right. like locks himself in Wisconsin for months to like write albums. Like, who, who mm-hmm. gives a shit? Yeah, I would. I think it was meant to show us that it's a pretty desperate person who takes that job. Like, right. That's oh, really? or uh, wants their family to be isolated. Yeah. It's like Right. I didn't think of that. I didn't take think of that. He really want the job. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, he wanted to just like get paid to like fuck off and write the great American novel or whatever. Right. That's true. Also, the the boss who, you know, gives him the job, it is very like esoteric, like weird scene when that mm. happens. And he's looks like a Roosevelt and there's like a, you know, an American flag like yes. <laughs> all over his office. And, uh, you know, of course the dad's going to be like, oh yeah, you know, right. Yeah. What an American job for me to yeah. take. Mm-hmm. Well, Jack, uh, uh, I just do, I do got to tell you, uh, that I don't want to be dramatic, but there was a man who chopped his family up in little pieces, but that's just a formality. Congratulations on the job. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. you know, I, it's not lost on me that, they get to the hotel and they show Wendy where the kitchen is. 
The implication being that mm-hmm. she will be cooking and she will be taking care of Jack while he writes his book. Mm-hmm. It is 1980. The book takes, you know, takes place in the 70s. I get that. But I was, mm. uh, it struck me this time around watching it to be like, oh, wow. Like they really just went and you, you get the kitchen. <laughs> Right, right. He doesn't need to know anything about the kitchen. That's for you. Right. So that was interesting to me. And then- she should have hidden there. Yeah, he would never know. Yeah. Um, And they trap him in the- um, In the freezer. Oh, right. She does. Yeah. I'm wondering now if that's kind of- See, The Shining, it creates a lot of theories. It makes you want to have theories. It's not a horror movie that was made- Are you going to talk about the- I'm not going to talk about the theories. It is a movie that was made on a bigger budget. So- just a mm-hmm. little, just a little The Shining by the numbers first. The budget was $19 million estimated, which is, it's a, it's a lot for a horror movie. And then it grossed 45, In the 80s too. Yeah. And then it grossed uh, $47 million worldwide. Mm. It wasn't as big of a hit. I, everything I read was like, it wasn't as big of a hit as The Empire Strikes Back, which came out the same year, but it was still a big hit. It had mixed mm-hmm. critical reviews. Like some reviews uh, were like, we hate this. Uh, and then it later became a classic, which tends to happen with horror. It happened with John Carpenter's The Thing. It tends to happen. Um, it did have a great box office showing, but it wasn't uh, this beloved number one film for people until a little bit later. Um, mm-hmm. I I watched uh, a documentary by Vivian Kubrick called Making the Shining. She's Stanley Kubrick's daughter. She was 17 years old filming this documentary from the set. Um, And it kind of showed that, you know, the filming is really isolating. It took a year to finish, which it was supposed to only take six months. It was like Mm -hmm. very intense. Uh, Shelley Jack Nicholson Duvall was not shown. in character. Yeah, he he was he was. <laughs> he's just uh, being himself. No, he was act. He's he's very much like Jack. He's acting like Jack a lot in this documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, Shelley Duvall's losing her hair. That's how like terrible Whoa. the directing is going because they're Kubrick's being so terrible to her. What um, do you do? She, he's just like telling her that she's incompetent and an idiot and like, and like making everything her fault. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, telling her that she's doing a bad job at acting and she's great being incredibly like blunt and terrible to her. Uh, he, she in the documentary later is like, no, I I forgive him. He got, he got like, it was a good performance. Um, I also read interestingly that she, was awarded the Razzie for worst actress for this movie. Yes. People and did then, yes. And then they She's took good it in once, it, right? She's great. And then once they realized that she was being abused on set, the Razzies rescinded the nomination and actually said she was being she was good. So that's <laughs> interesting. Wow. Fe- feminism. Feminism, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, there's a, also a really cute part in making The Shining where uh the little boy, Danny Lloyd, who's playing Danny. He, they they ask him about the, getting the part, and he says, "Well, I'm mostly excited for what my parents are going to buy me." And yeah. then they say, "Well, did you think about what you were going to make for this movie?" And he's like, "Yeah, I thought maybe I'd make like two dollars, but now I realize that I'm probably going to make like five or six hundred dollars." How and much did he actually make? Charming, cute little thing. Like it's so adorable. How much did uh, he make? He probably made like thousands of dollars. Right. Like, more probably than two. got back end <laughs> equity like yeah but he was like i'm gonna have probably like 500 600 dollars and then uh-huh. like, oh. it's really Wait, adorable so the little kid's character is named danny and the actor's danny and jack nicholson's character is named jack and he's named jack and shelly duvall's character is named wendy 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 what yeah well that's okay. what they're called in the book although jack seems like he was maybe born for <laughs> this role uh, for good or for ill yeah i don't know if you've seen behind the scenes stuff but he's like jumping up and down screaming mm-hmm. like before they yell action he's swinging the axe yelling murder yeah Try, he's trying yeah. to like get into the role yeah he's, yeah no he's in it he's not oh, trying. No, you're like no he was trying to <laughs> he's trying to murder yeah <laughs> yeah he doesn't uh, stop when they yell cut no <laughs> he did kill someone <laughs> Um, in terms of, uh, in terms of, it's a very long movie. Um, and in terms of like Mal asked if the Overlook is a real place 
Um, it's the Timberline Hotel in Mount Hood, Oregon, and then the interiors. Uh, a lot of them were shot on a set, but they were inspired by the Awani Hotel in Yosemite National Park. But you can go and visit the Overlook, mm-hmm. I think. You can, yes. My uh, spouse's sister almost got married there. Uh, <gasps> really? Yes. And not even because I mean, she's not like a movie, you know, I don't know if she's seen The Shining. Um, it's just like a very nice looking hotel. That's That was the area that they were looking in. Um, wow. But... So can you spend the night at the Overlook Hotel? It says- In room 237. Jesus Christ. Uh, oh it says that you can spend the night in some of the hotels that were inspired by it. And mm-hmm. that, um, and that you, there's some hotels that have rooms that are sim- similar to um, that <sighs> hotel. And there's a hotel called the Stanley that uh, is a two, room 217, which is what it actually was in the in the book. Um, instead of 237, that's their most popular room. So very. Why did they change the number? No clue. There's no no one has any idea why he did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some quaaludes. He was like, yeah, whatever number it was, 237. <laughs> I'm going to make so, my number better. <laughs> my number is actually More, more is better. More, oh yeah. Oh, my God. So there's a couple things. If you guys have stuff, like, go, you know, stop me. But there's a couple things I want to talk about. When Jack is swinging the axe at Wendy, he yells, uh, and this is something I want to talk about. He yells, have you ever thought about my responsibilities to my employers? I signed a contract. And I want to talk about like the, the sort of idea of like play, like the way that men, abusive men will be like, my job is hard. My work is hard. And, Mm -hmm. and that she and Danny are clearly going through something, but he's so focused on like, have you ever thought about what I'm going through? And that just like really stuck out to me. Yeah, uh, especially because there's waking moment of every waking day because <laughs> yeah. you won't. Yeah. Right. About it or think about anyone else. So, yes, well, we especially have thought about it. Because there is zero footage of him caretaking the hotel. He's not yes. doing any work. And in fact, at one point, he's throwing when a he's, ball against he's the wall. The, that is the opposite of what I would want someone caretaking my hotel to do. <laughs> you know, like he's like, my job is so important that I'm not doing it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes, almost hitting priceless art with his like <laughs> stupid ball. Yeah, that really stuck out to me in this sort of like abusive guy. Like my job is really high stress. That's why I have to be terrible to everyone. But mm-hmm. in a way that was so highlighted so perfectly by him literally swinging an axe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just like hates her and hates his life. And yeah. he's like make making he's having i don't know i guess the ghosts are real but the ghosts are like yeah 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 you should hate your wife because she's making your work hard and he's like yeah good i'm gonna kill her like what do you guys wanted to kill her yes what do you guys make Mm. of the scene where he's working and she comes in and he yells at her Uh, for bringing food uh, reminded me of hoagie carmichael who's that uh hoagie carmichael really famous songwriter he wrote um what is it stardust well allegedly (laughs) he had a, a writing room in his house where like uh, his wife and kids were not allowed to like disturb him in the writing room. And I guess if the kids did, he would beat them allegedly, <gasps> but he's, you know, but he, it's like a known thing. It's, known it's interesting. It reminds me of um, in the, in the, the show Dickinson, but also in real life, uh, it would be like all these sort of famous male writers who were very successful and they would be like, I, I went alone to do my writing. Um, mm-hmm. And behind the scenes, their mother or their wife or their daughter mm-hmm. was doing the laundry, was baking their food, was doing all this uh, for Thoreau. them so that they could mm-hmm. throw who I think that John really happened plays. And it's like shown as this, like they're such geniuses, but this was such a great like way of showing that like she's bringing him food. She's doing all the stuff. She's taking care of their child so that he mm-hmm. can be a genius and make money for their family from uh, checks notes selling a novel like mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah checks notes of one sentence over and over again well exactly we're well, gonna get to that that was yes. a real thing Thoreau Thoreau's mother brought him um like clean laundry once a week yes yes yeah. well that is the myth of uh, you know the like great men of history it's like and and individualism as like an idea mm-hmm. it's like you can only be an individualist if you erase the 
work of, uh, you know, any woman or mm-hmm. uh, marginalized person or community, mm-hmm. um, then sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you erase their existence and importance, then yeah, mm-hmm. I guess you did accomplish it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah, Jack right. Kerouac came back to his mother's house all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. he was on the road and then he'd come home to his mom's house. Right. And there's no shame in that. Just don't lie about it. Right, right. Or Which see that work did, as valuable. Yeah. It's just funny like that we think of these things as like, oh yeah, like Thoreau was alone in the woods. Jack Kerouac was on the road. Like they came home and got this support, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And that's what's happening with Jack. Like Wendy is doing all this stuff and supporting him and taking care of the child. And he largely, I mean, Maggie pointed out, and I think you, Mal, that he largely ignores Danny. When he was like touching him, I was like, that's not, I'm not saying it's like inappropriate, like it, you know, it, but I was like, this is not a comfortable way to be touched. This is clearly someone oh, who doesn't know yes. how to, like, interact with a child. Right. I think it is very much supposed to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's unpersonal, which makes mm-hmm. it uncomfortable. Um, there's also, I mean, at least for me, the scene later on when he, you know, is hugging this gorgeous woman and she turns into this monster as he's touching her like what Mm. does that mean like who else is he you know touching and then being repulsed by you know like there's There's theories that he is Mm -hmm. molesting danny yeah right oh really yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about There's those theories. theories. I also think, you know, that there is, well, one of the theories it hinges on is that in one of the opening scenes, he's reading Playgirl magazine, which has yes. men in it, which is kind yeah. of like a weird moment. Right. Um, And it's kind of glossed over. It's just like a background scene. But yeah, I didn't even notice um, that. You're, you're kind of not supposed to. But um, also, I think that that is another commentary on women and like how he views women, right? As she ages, suddenly mm-hmm. she's repulsive to him. Repulsive, right. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like a cartoonish look at that. Let's talk about all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Incredible prose poetry. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what do we think about like it almost is like a, a commentary on capitalism? What is it's it? With the- what is it? I mean, it was so throughout the film, we have seen Jack only care about his work, yell about how mu- important his work is. And yet when he goes to sit down, the thing that he repeats over and over is that all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. So it's, I mean, it could be many things. One of it could be writers themselves are like liars in a way. It's like he's yelling at his family one thing. And then when he sits down, he creates this like, you know, fantasy. Um, The idea of something about men, especially like when they're in positions of power that they abuse, it's like kind of this like switch thing Mm -hmm. where it's like, no matter what you do as, you know, a person alongside them, it kind of doesn't matter because Mm. what matters is how they feel. So one moment, yeah, they'll be yelling at you about their work. Then the next moment, that's bad because they want it to be bad. Uh, So Also that it's Mm -hmm. almost like spinning the wheels of capitalism, like nothing's happening. Yes. He's working so hard. He's trying so hard. And at the end of the day, it's nothing is getting done. Yeah, I wonder also if, okay, so I forgot that this was a Stephen King book. I think I knew that on some level, but I forgot. But now that I remember that it's a Stephen King book, um, <laughs> I wonder if, it, like, if we allow that Jack is a vehicle for Stephen King's fears of what his worst self is, you know, mm-hmm. like, as mm-hmm. a writer, um, then, like, it's like all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy could kind of be like the whole thesis of the thing where he's just like being so focused on my work that I'm not paying attention to anyone around me's feelings makes me like this like caricature you know right yeah ruins my family relationship ruins yes the people closest to me in my life yeah absolutely yeah I think that it is also you know this idea of being so self-important and of thinking that your work is so meaningful and you have to do it you have to do it and also you know it reminded me of when people are writers and it's like you have to you can't just sit and write all day you have to go out and have experiences and do things and if he had spent time with his he has no ideas but if he had gone out in this hotel spent time with his family 
he might have come up with some creative ideas instead mm-hmm. of just being this dull person who sits behind a typewriter. He mm-hmm. by engage by disengaging with life, he's actually not giving himself ideas for mm-hmm. his work. And that's also probably from a children's yeah. sphere too. It's also from like a children's book that the the like limerick yes, or whatever. Yes, yes, the limerick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wonder how that factors in. Immaturity. Mm-hmm. Um immaturity. The, the child the, a child's idea of what um work is as an adult, you know, like the way that Mal's niece will be like, I'm cooking or I'm a doctor, but it's like nothing's mm-hmm. really happening. Yeah. I mean and the fun thing about it is that Kubrick very much like makes these questions open so that they're open for interpretation. Um and you know part of that could also be him justifying to himself the things that he does when he's not working. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Correct. Uh, and if I didn't mm. do those things, you know. That's knows? a very I, interesting thing. I gotta go drink with Lloyd. That's so interesting because we're talking about Stephen King as a workaholic who hurts himself for his work. But mm-hmm. you're right. Who Stanley, else fits that Stanley Kubrick is that way too. Mm-hmm. At one right. point in I the guess making Shelley of The Duvall Shining. Is- and is, poor Shelley uh, Duvall. Testament, testament poor to that. Yeah. But one of one of the mo- an interesting moment that I was watching the the making the shiny documentary by Vivian Kubrick, who's seventeen at the time when she's making this. Which, by the mm. way, Jack Nicholson is calls her cute and is like flirting with her, which is already a, mm. a real red flag. She's filming her dad film. And I was reading the comments and I didn't even notice this. At one point, the dad is like, like he kind of dismissively yells at her to get away. He's and like, I get was out like, of the shot. <laughs> yeah, get out of the right. shot. And like, oh my God, this is like how Jack treats Danny. <laughs> ah! um, was she shooting it on a tricycle? What's, yeah, she's on a tricycle. She's, yeah, she's on a tricycle <laughs> running like, away from her dad. Damn it, Vivian. <laughs> Okay, what do you think of the line? I'm kind of been trying. I've been thinking about this since I we watched it yesterday. I'm trying to figure it out. The bartender won't let him pay, and then he says, "I'm the kind of man who likes to know who's buying his drinks." Mm, I took it to mean like, especially at this time period in the '80s and stuff. It's like, who am I indebted to? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, it's not this. But the first thing I thought was like, oh, it's it's the mo-, you know, like you don't want to accept things from like. It's like on The Sopranos when people are like, uh, was like, Ani, you can't, you can't accept a vacation from Tony Soprano. Who knows what he's going to want from you, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. I was, yeah, I was like, is he indebted to the hotel? Like, I'm not sure. What what did you think of that line, Maggie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, to me, it recalls back to the scene where he gets the job where it's like, oh, I know who's hiring me. Yeah. There's American flags plastered everywhere. Like, ah, this feels like a good investment. But then- You know, without that, um, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, uh, And who are the people in Denver who recommended him? Because they didn't tell him about the murders. So, like, who is that? Yeah, it's almost like how, like, people, this type of power, like, they are selectively um, hesitant. (laughs) Like, you know, if it's someone that they are biased towards, you know, they're going to be all for it. Um, Mm Yeah. But then every once in a while, they're like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, I'm a man of integrity. It's like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> we, we saw that you are not. Um, yeah. But now all of a sudden, it's a <laughs> problem. I like Great. to know who's buying my drinks, but not who's taking care of my son. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. We never mm-hmm. we never find out how much he's getting paid to, to take that care of the That is also place, something right? I wanted right. to address. Yeah, we never mm-hmm. hear what the salary is. 
Right. There's also, as you pointed out, Gabby, the like capitalism of it all of like, you know, within capitalism. Yeah. Everything has uh, strings attached. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like me accepting this drink. Yes. What does that mean for me? Is the person I'm accepting it from, can they help me later on? Mm -hmm. Or yes. Mm -hmm. Unrelatedly, I wouldn't accept a drink from a stranger because, you know, drugs. Might be roofied. (laughs) Yeah, especially well, this time. Yes. Our neighbor told us that people were just like putting acid in your drinks all the time. She was like, you you could not accept a drink from your closest friend. <laughs> I was like, okay. People okay. were dosing well, each other. Your yeah. neighbor. She passed away, unfortunately, but she was she was a, like she was an elderly lady who um, mm-hmm. went to a lot of crazy parties in the 80s. Okay. Do we have any final thoughts, especially about the ending and them escaping and what you know, and, and about the movie as a whole in terms of like its take on toxic masculinity, capitalism, things like that. Like mm. Maggie, do you have closing thoughts? I will say one of my favorite lines and line deliveries is um, I think it is after the scene, you know, where he inquires about the drink, uh, but it's the it's a white man's burden. To me, that is also like a summation of mm-hmm. that, you know, he's complaining about the white man's burden as he's sipping on this, you know, whiskey in this like endless party. Gold, a a literal gold room. Gold. Yes. In the gold room. Um, So yeah, this just in and of itself, like the white man's burden is like a, just this like fucked up entitlement and like, you know, semblance Mm -hmm. of like the burden of like colonialism. Right. 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 I'm sure we heard this more when we were younger, but you know, if you hear someone like arguing about, but like white people were also great. Like think of all the accomplishments they gave to humanity. Right. And, And it's like, twisting their rule over over other people to be like self-martyrdom. Yeah. We could do a yeah. whole second episode about race in the shining with someone who knows That's, more than we do right. for sure. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, white man's burden, a duty formerly asserted by white people to manage the affairs of non-white people whom they believe to be less developed. So it's this false like like self-imposed like quote unquote burden that isn't even nobody wants or asked you for. You know, right. So interesting. And you can tie that directly to, uh, you know, abusive fathers. They also yep. entrap their families in mm-hmm. situations where they both are the uh, antagonistic person, mm-hmm. but also want them to be grateful for that mm-hmm. antagonism. Because without Correct. it, where would you be? Right. Correct. It's like beating his, yes. beating his son and then going to the bar and being, yes. like, being a parent is hard, you know? Yes. <laughs> At, oh um, my god, you guys nailed it. That is so well put. Mal, thoughts? Uh, I think, well, you said if you want to do a whole other episode just talking about race and the shiny, but what I was going to say is something we didn't talk about is Mr. Halloran and all of this and like yes. the fucking raw deal he got and, and how mm-hmm. that fits into capitalism because you know what I mean? Like he has a job at this hotel. He goes to Florida or whatever and he's like, oh god, I feel this like indebtedness right. to go save this little boy and then yeah. he gets fucking killed yeah right yeah which he does like, not get killed in the book which is an interesting he doesn't no 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 yeah see that's fucked up and it's a vehicle for them to escape like you have to kill this guy who works at the hotel in order like Who's and he does a real job right Who's jack nicholson he has doesn't a real do job shit. yes he could have done this job but did they ask him no no they, he, i know and he should have just, honestly, yeah. this is like- Maybe he an, wanted to go home to his family that he has a good relationship Yeah, he should have just right, stayed in right. Florida, to be honest. Yeah. I know. Basically, yeah, my final thought is Mr. Halloran should have just stayed in Florida. Yeah. Well, but uh, except for the except kid. Danny, I know. And, you know, The Shining got him in the end. I just think it's such a, a, a great look at work and how- Toxic masculinity takes that on and it's such a like massive framing for that. And also I was very, I just fell down a rabbit hole of cheap horror and how it feels like, of course, people find that to be an accessible way to get into filmmaking, an accessible Mm. way to make their mark. Um, It makes total Mm -hmm. sense to me. Let's Um, make a horror movie. Okay. Go shit. Literally, (laughs) we own a cabin, Mal. I know. So we'll discuss (laughs) It's already been optioned. It's called Captain Blood. <laughs> on the lake. 
on the lake. lake. He's on a lake. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Where can people find you and more about you, Maggie? Oh, yes. Uh, So I have a YouTube channel. You can check out my video essays there. Uh, Mostly about film, but uh, I dabble. Uh, (laughs) uh, And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram. Just my name, Maggie Mayfish. M-A-E. Right. Uh, Like my dead great-grandmother, not like the month. So and no serial killer killed her, right? No, no, okay. she died. She died old, and apparently she had a, a great sense of humor. So love that. That's all I know. That's cute, Mal. Where can people find you and more about you? <sighs> Room two thirty seven, baby. Um, <laughs> just Forever. kidding. Poof. Mal, Mal was Forever. in the bear mask. Mal was the bear. What? I don't remember the bear, a bear. The bear that's blowing the guy. Mal, did you the even bear. watch the movie? The bear. There's a bear who's filleting someone? When she – I can't. I'm take your computer away when we're watching stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, so you can find me. I'm Mal Blum um, everywhere, M-A-L-B-L-U-M. Um, you can listen to my music wherever you listen to music. Um, you can just come to my house. Um, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me because I'm – ADHD. <laughs> And, don't um, don't in a horror episode tell people to come to our house. They're already people coming. may take it the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. He lives yeah. in my mouth. He's, um, this is Tony. He lives in my mouth. Oh my god. Well, thank you for listening. If you like the show, you can write in to Gabby is bad with money at gmail.com. You can also leave me a voice memo there. You can call in at 844-474-4040. Call in and do your best uh, little red rum Tony impression for me. I would love to hear them. Uh, we are on Discord, Instagram, TikTok, Patreon. All the links will be in the description below. And uh, listen to the show the day it drops so we can get on the charts and spread the word. Also, leave a five-star Apple review. Again, if you just want to leave a review that says red rum, I would, as long as it's five stars, I would be delighted. Thanks, everyone. Do we all want to do a little red rum? At the same red, time? Yeah. Ready? Red, red rum. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. That was the best one. Done. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.